I'm Gabby Hi, I'm Emily Fennigan. Hi, it's Keith Bradshaw. Hi, this is Holly Evans. And I'm Ben Hook. In conjunction with Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, this is Hooked on Sport. <laughs> Hi there and welcome back to Hooked on Sport. This is episode 21 and today we continue to look into the challenges of indoor sports as we return our clubs and athletes to competition. But before we get into it, a quick note that if you missed our Return to Sport webinar on June 3, you can still listen to it online. It features five industry leaders in physical and mental well-being. If you've got a leadership role at your club, then it's worth taking an hour of your time to tune in. Go to the Hooked on Sport Facebook page or at hookedonsport.com.au. Now today, we hear from Nastasia Buck, who is the CEO of Gymnastics SA. It may be the most diverse CEO role in the state, with Nastasia overseeing everything from elite trampolinists to kinder gym and competitive aerobics. Nastasha joins me right after this. Hi, this is Craig Scott, president of the Cooper Saints Football Club, and you're listening to Hooked on Sports. Nastasha Buck, welcome to Hooked on Sport. Thanks for having me, Ben. Look, it's a pleasure to be invited to share on rebooting sport and um, some insights into the world of gymnastics. Nastasha, we met on February 8. Now, that was the night of the Gymnastics SA Awards Night. I was blown away by the broad church that gymnastics is. Can you believe that essentially six weeks later, everything was shut down? Oh, you know, just even looking back to February, it certainly feels years ago, not weeks ago or months ago. (laughs) Absolutely. So definitely couldn't have believed it at the time. Let's just talk about uh, the different categories of gymnastics and I think most people who aren't familiar with gymnastics will be amazed at the broadness of the sports that you oversee so there's artistic gymnastics of course and there's rhythmic gymnastics but aerobics trampolining kinder gym you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible program if we can just start at the top though how has your elite athletes if you like so I'm talking about Blake Gordry, Claire Arthur, Chris Remkus how have they dealt with the fact that they've really had to stop even their training and their preparation at a, at a proper level, knowing that an Olympics that has been moved, but it's still upcoming in 2021. That must have been a real challenge for them. Absolutely. And I think extending outside of gymnastics, having elite sport go on hold the way it did was pretty devastating for those athletes in particular. I think another one of the um, obstacles or I guess the things, the challenges they had to navigate was the Olympics then being postponed. So it was certainly a double whammy of, of ceasing training and then all of a sudden the goalposts have changed. So for gymnastics, you know, our elite athletes have certainly taken the time out, worked with obviously the guidelines that we've set, touch basing, you know, maintaining positive mental health and just done what they can, particularly from the sidelines, not to give up on their dream, but perhaps to refocus. What about young and up-and-coming athletes? Has this been a setback for them in the way that they've hoped to progress in the sport? Uh, certainly. I think when you, you, you set out as an athlete and you have a goal of what's going to occur and what's in front of you, I guess one of the, the things you look at from a child lens or potentially those young athletes coming through, you don't anticipate hurdles like this. And certainly when hurdles do come up as, as major as this, they're, they're certainly blind, they're blindsided by it. So it is a major struggle for those athletes and then redirecting them back into positive mindsets, having vision boards to be able to refocus on, okay, we're here at the moment, but where do we want to be? And not having the control 
potentially over their environment, but certainly, you know, the control over just day-to-day living activities, uh, that, that's certainly a challenge. We are on the way back, which is tremendously exciting. You're regarded quite obviously as an indoor sport. So there's been uh, extra levels, if you like, of uh, government recommendations that you've had to uh, manage, uh, overcome. How have you, as I guess overseeing all of this and managing a huge bunch of volunteers and administrators mm. right throughout the sport, how, have, how has the process been of relaying that information forward? It's been, it's been a, a difficult challenge, especially initially. Um, the disappointment um, for indoor sports as a whole was, was widespread. And I think announcements saying, you know, sports coming back, sports returning. Um, and, and certainly we were all excited to hear those catch cries and excited by the fact that sport was rebooting. Um, we're, we're then subsequently demoralised that, oh, no, that's this sport doing these activities in an outdoor fashion. Um, and so further delays certainly added to the anxiety of the community. So the, the first point that we looked at was uh, for our community is, is reminding people and moving through was the adaptability that was really important that we had to be able to say to the community, look, things aren't where we want them to be at the moment. We understand that, but, but certainly where do we move forward? So I guess the strategy um, and being a, a leader in that position, you know, when this all went down those first two weeks, there certainly wasn't a time um, when I think every leader would have reevaluated. have I got the capacity to navigate through such a challenge like this, um, through a crisis of this magnitude? And I think what Gymnastics South Australia particularly did really well um, is had a very fantastic board that were very supportive and certainly cared about the membership. That was the first thing that we had to get that right and we were very lucky to be able to do that. The team of creating resources for the members, being member-focused and understanding that that was paramount into our recovery, um, but also make it about club and member welfare and understanding their mental health, what their needs are, what their challenges are. So how we looked at it was timeliness of communication. So we understood that our members, even if we didn't have any new news, it was really important that we engaged with them and certainly made them feel listened to. So we we undertook a task of listening to understand, not listening to respond. Uh, We set up regular Zoom meetings for them and we always had a presence to sort of help them navigate through those challenges and we're only just then coming out the other side of commencing to reopen. So that engagement, the simplicity of our communication, the timeliness was a major factor into getting 70-odd member clubs, all those gym sports you certainly mentioned before, and the volunteer base focused on a positive direction. Let's take a short break to hear from John Mannion at the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. The present situation can increase our anxiety, which is completely normal and understandable, to try and reduce some of this anxiety by practicing our breathing or deep muscle relaxation techniques, maybe some mindfulness or even dancing, singing or maybe even yoga. And now back to the show. I've just done my maths here, Nastasha. <laughs> You're an indoor sport. It's high intensity. You have shared equipment on the way back to the return to sport, I imagine hygiene is going to be very high mm-hmm. on your list of priorities. Should I take out shares in spray and white? Because I reckon you are going <laughs> to be buying a truckload of it shortly. Yeah, that, that's a challenge. Many indoor sports are facing at the moment, but ten, uh, obviously gymnastics as well. We have many different surfaces. So we go from carpeted surfaces to leather surfaces to metal surfaces. Um, so hygiene has been a factor. 
one of the ways in which we've been able to navigate through this is, is certainly look at best practice, so manufacturers' guidelines, having fact sheets for our members and communicating with them on which apparatus we feel can be cleaned in a certain manner, you know, using those SA Health guidelines to say, hey, this is how it should be cleaned, but also saying, you know, some of these equipment or, or um, apparatus um, may not be utilised during this time because we do want to adhere to the um, multitude of um, government requirements that we certainly have to face as an indoor sport. I want to ask you about the disciplines within Gymnastics mm-hmm. SA, and there are some pretty obvious ones, so artistic, rhythmic, uh, aerobics, I think most people would recognise as being under the umbrella of Gymnastics SA. Less would be aware of trampolining. Some who are parents would be aware of uh, kinder gym. Less, again, would probably be aware of uh, acrobatic gymnastics. But I want to ask you about gymnastics for all. Just tell us a little bit about how that program has evolved and what it means to a number of South Australians now. Gymnastics for all is a broader umbrella which encompasses the participation arm of gymnastics. So that's an arm of gymnastics that isn't necessarily tied up to national medals, being elite, having to be overly flexible um, and certainly quantifying a performance with an outcome. So participation-based gymnastics where members can put on a display, where all ages and all abilities are welcome and that the enjoyment of movement is championed. That's gymnastics for all. So this is a really, really big part of our community. We have over 15 or probably about 13 and a half, I should say, correction, um, thousand members that participate in gymnastics for all. It's wonderful to see because... we have a few different events which which do champion gymnastics for all, even though it's really not event-based. But when you do attend one of these events, it's not about winning. It's about getting people involved. It's about inclusion. And it's about, as I mentioned before, the love of movement and, and going in and watching one of these spectacles. You certainly feel lifted up afterwards because it, it, it's joyful. Is that, your, is that the broadest part of uh, Gymnastics SA, the Gymnastics for All program? Absolutely. It is our largest participation base and the broadest, but potentially not what people visually conjure when they think of gymnastics. They think of, you know, a very pixie-like gymnast, potentially in a leotard on a balance beam, doing quadruple flip and, you know, sticking that dismount and the arms go wide. So it definitely isn't necessarily what people think of. Has any of your disciplines been hit harder than the others over the course of this, uh, this pandemic? It's a great question and maybe one we may not have the answer to straight away. One of the biggest threats uh, to our participation base is in the kinder gym space. And, And the reason why there's a massive threat here is because when we think of kinder gym, it's really important we tie that to fundamental movement skills. Fundamental movement skills are really important building blocks for developing physical literacy and the love of movement for later in life. So recently, the state government did a game on panel and they they realised that one of the things this state really needs to focus on is active young people with good coordination and strong fundamental movement skills. If we lose the participation base in this area, it's not just gymnastics that will be hampered in the future, but certainly will be a number of other sports because with gymnastics, you start here, you go anywhere. And this builds the fundamental movement skills through there. So I can think of, you know, Sanasi Kokonakis did kinder gym um, Mm. at Seacliff Kinder Gym. Um, And you think of all those other sports and those other activities that if we do lose this participation base or parents or families can't afford to take their children to learn in this space, there'll be massive challenges. And it is popular in South Australia. We're the top, we're the second most popular activity in that zero to five space. First is swimming, survival skills, very important. Mm. And the next one is kinder gym. So I think that'll be our hardest hit moving forward, probably with the most devastating outcomes for the state as a whole outside of just gymnastics. 
Wow. I mean, that is just something I never would have considered. That is quite amazing. What we get out of kids at such a young age and the things they learn, and this is just one of those significant programs that potentially is going to just have to be on hold for a period of time longer than is ideal. Absolutely. Nastasha, final question. We talked about the fact that we met on February 8, 2020. Where do you want to see your sport and your organisation February 8, 2021? Hopefully in a, a much more forward-moving momentum for that sport. And, and what it exactly looks like, we're not going to be sure. And I think one of the things that came out of COVID is while it was a devastating health crisis and certainly economically, it's been a positive agitator. And it certainly made us question, well, why are we doing things the way we are? Are there ways to engage with our community that are more virtual? So I'd like to see our sport obviously have that positive momentum and trajectory, but potentially do things slightly different and embrace some new ideas and concepts and, and take our sport to the forefront, what we're doing in an industry and not just do what we've always done. So I'd like to see, and I know that our members will champion this, but some innovation within our sport. Nastasia, I'm well aware of the amount of time, effort and energy you've put into ensuring your sport overcomes the pandemic as quickly and as efficiently as it can. We really appreciate you taking some time out to chat to us here at Hooked on Sport. Thanks very much, Ben, and certainly a big shout out to yourself. And I know the producers behind um, Hooked on Sport, particularly Wallace Long, this resource has been fantastic for the sporting community to feel like we do have a virtual sports club. So it's an absolute pleasure to be involved, but kudos to everyone behind the scenes because this was such a valuable asset in such a really tumultuous time. So really, really appreciate it. Hi, I'm Bruce McAvaney, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. So that's the double reverse somersault on episode 21. Thanks to Nastasha for sharing her story on gymnastics COVID return. As always, our gratitude to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation with support from Business SA and SA Health. Hooked on Sport is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, so feel free to shoot us a note and say hi. Thanks to Ben Watson, who wrote and recorded the musical intro to Hooked on Sport, and to the show's producers, Wallace Long and Desiree McMahon. Be kind to one another. We will see you soon at Hooked on Sport. Hooked on Sport.